This is George Mann, author of Myths and Fables and Dark Legends, and you're listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. Hey, BD1. I'm Cal. A Utini Podcast Network production. <laughs> Episode 192, the Utini's nomination special. Careful over there. That doesn't look safe. On this episode, details on the new video game Jedi Survivor and the book Battle Scars. Never known a forgetful droid. And the Utini crew announces the nominations for the 2022 Utinis. You passed the test. And now, here are your hosts. You want to meet some uh, friends of mine? Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Henkel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone, and welcome the 2022 nominations episode of The Living Force. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight to celebrate all the great Star Wars content we got in the last year is the full cast of characters, including all the boxes in my apartment, but also Dr. Corey Helton! What's up? Oh, I look short in this angle. I'm going to fix that. Hello. The How's angle? Yeah, the angle. <laughs> Shut up. I put it up high. There it is. It's so high now. Looks good. It's high now. What the high You're on now? your tiptoes? Yeah, I am. It's high now? My- I'm standing it's high at my standing now. desk. Yep, here I am, standing once again. Uh, I'm not sure where I was going with that. Hello, everybody. Keep welcome going. to the Impeccable. show tonight. Good. Impeccable. Yep. Uh, welcome to the show. We're going to talk about some books that we liked, I guess, and uh, you know some authors that we kind of liked, I guess, and uh, you know other things of you know that that nature. So welcome. Man, I'm so glad that Corey started rehearsing his intros. It's really made for the quality of the show to go up. <laughs> uh, let's see if we can match that, Mr. Dr. Charles Hankel. Mr. In the holiday spirit, Dr. Charles Hankel. Must That's right. That's right. I am in the holiday spirit. I'm rocking some, like, off, off green, off red, kind yeah. of. Um, I just want to say that I think Corey's intro probably should be nominated for a Utini, and I'm going to nominate it right now. And Wow. <laughs> the Utini's really, I mean, I think they're growing. They're growing every year. I'm excited for this year. Uh, you know, the Oscars, the Emmys, these things are starting to pale in comparison. So very excited. You're absolutely right. And I think I, I, I'm just I'm just waiting for all of us to get to the point where we start nominating our own show on our own show to really just make it as self-congratulatory <laughs> as possible. Um, but as Tim has already said in the chat, that would be a fruitless endeavor because every Utini in the world should go to the one and only Wes Jenkins. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, I hope you made it for the early live uh, segment and heard this Christmas banger that I found before we even started. It was so good. Um, it so was the good. the first brand new song on oh, no, first brand new song of a band that I know. Uh, no big deal. Uh, they just they asked they asked me to uh, play this so I could help get their get their uh, tunes out, get their name out. Is and, it called uh, the Wes Jenkins Experience? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a little too Christmassy. Can you drop some bass in there? And I said, "Yeah, no." It's like, just wait, dude. In the in the one minute and fifteen second mark. <laughs> and so, wow, we're in the Christmas holidays, and within the Christmas holidays is the Utini season. Yeah, Utini season. Yeah, Utini. We'll say that. The Utini season. <laughs> so yes. Sounds like a language. Utinis is what we speak here. Is we are Utinis. Yeah, with an with Star a Z Wars at the language. End. That sounds about right to me, and I'm glad that episode 192 is finally when the Living Force started becoming one of those like music discovery podcasts where they just, <laughs> we just like, apparently take artists, listen to them, and like T Pain. So looking forward to it. when if you're in episode 400, that's all we'll be doing. But tonight, if you are unfamiliar with the Utinis, that's fine. It is our yearly award show. 
where we nominate books and authors. I mean, Corey already said it so elegantly. I can't really make it better than that. I guess. Uh, but we do you, not. Sure, put an I, I guess. I, at the okay, end. sure. I guess we kind of sort of decide what might be fine every year, and then we decide to, <laughs> I guess, say it's cool. Um, What's not or whatever. sand? At the end of the show, you'll have all your teeny nominations, but most importantly, why we're doing this is because you're going to have the entire month of November as audience to <clears> vote. <throat> and you're going to be able to go to, I believe by the end of this week is my goal. So if you're watching live, hold on. It's going to be utini.com slash 2022 utinis. That's utini.com slash 2022 utinis. And you're going to be able to vote there. And then we will reveal the results, I believe, at the beginning of 2023. We are still finalizing the date of the Utini Awards. We will give you plenty of time. But we want to make sure the votes are in. Another thing we want to make sure we announce tonight is next week's show, December 12th, will be the Convergence Roundtable. Zoraida Cordova's amazing book came out, and we are going to talk all about it next week. Similarly to our last roundtable, it is going to be one part. We're all going to be working on it together. And just to kind of give you a little tease, it's the first time I wrote a plot synopsis. So maybe tune in, maybe don't. I don't know. Charles, I got to say, it's, it's freaking hard, dude. Like, I was writing it, and I'm like, how does Charles do this for the last three years? Um, but I support you, and I'm going to do what we promised. Thank you. But it's very I hard. love you. I love you. I know. Um, now, let's go, boys. What have we been loving this week? Let's talk a little bit about our weeks before we dive into the Star Wars news. I'm going to start just because it ties into Convergence. I got to interview Zoraida Cordova on Friday. Um, it was yeah. wonderful. She was so nice. We're editing the interview currently. I'm not sure if it'll be out by the time that the audio drops. But keep an eye out on the Living Force feed. Um, yeah, we love talking to authors, and Zoraida was a freaking treat. Um. Sound like it was a baller interview too. Like she yeah. was a lot of fun, and yeah. uh, she's obviously very hyped for the High Republic work, which is super mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And uh, and it's just so refreshing hearing all the authors talk about their work on the High Republic. Like it's just such an unheard of initiative in a lot of ways, man. Like yeah. the authors just all stoked about it, and it's so fun and such a huge honor that we get to talk to them like this. So you know, um, super strong work putting it together, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah. yeah. Eric, is there a tease that you can give the people? Is there like a moment? Ooh, absolutely. I can give it a little tease. Um, <laughs> I asked Zoraida uh, before she wrote for the High Republic, what was her favorite thing about the initiative just as like a fan? Um, because, you know, she was reading the books just as we were. And she does say which character is her favorite from the first phase. Some of you may know, but that's all I'll say right now. You got to stay tuned for the full interview. And she goes into uh, some of her favorites there. And of course, in addition with some of writing the initiative and it was just a really, really lovely conversation. So I hope you guys stay tuned for that. Um, Charles, I got to go with you. Cause I've seen pictures of what you were up to this week and it blew me away. How was your week? What you been up to Mr. Holidays? Operation Christmas has been underway for weeks now, as you guys know. But this week, we we stepped it up even more. We do so much stuff during the holidays, but this week is something we look forward to. uh, Or this past week was something we look forward to throughout the whole year. We had an annual Christmas party that we started uh, when we started residency, actually. And so we got a bunch of our friends over, had the place decorated, had... Christmas punch and specialty cocktails that we looked up. We made a bunch of food, tried to make it a little fancier this year since now, you know, we're out of residency and it was, it was a little bittersweet because some of our guests who've been coming every year now are going to be going to fellowship and scattering across the, 
the country again. So uh, that's a little sad, but it was a ton of fun. And then, and then on top of that, we went to an outdoor Christmas market, got some more gifts for people. We went to a botanical garden uh, here last night. Uh, that's right, on a Sunday night, people. That's, that's how we do Christmas. And it was a ton of fun. And Light, uh, yeah, lights and stuff at the botanical gardens. Oh, you went. Yeah, the yeah. It's show? called the yeah. Daniel Stowe Botanical Garden. It actually was very similar to the Arboretum that is in Asheville, Corey. If yeah. You, if you haven't made it to go do that, that's fun. I haven't. I've heard that they have a big light show. I mean, Caitlin, we're looking at Christmassy stuff to do. Um, you should do it. it. I had a really good time there. It's all like synchronized lights to to music. It's really oh, good. I love that stuff. Nice. Also, guys, we can let, let's call Charles out here a little bit, the three of us, because Charles posted a video of his Christmas setup, <laughs> and like this was, it, it was in, it was incredible. It looked it like was, he's I trying to be cozy. TikTok famous, man. Like it was like it was <laughs> yeah. just so freaking cozy. It looked, it looked yeah. like a lie. Like, it, like, are you okay, Charles? Are you like living a lie right now? Like, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was so no, warm and cozy, well, and just yes. like, he, like, panned through his house, and he's got his Christmas tree together. I'm really impressed with how seriously you guys take it. It looks it a beautiful. lot of fun. Thank you. Thank Very you. Yeah, we're we're really enjoying it. It's the most wonderful time of the year, as as I say. I never heard <laughs> no, that anywhere else. That's just no, something I heard I that on the radio say. actually. And oh, uh, uh, it must be yeah. catching on. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, should. Yeah. Just before you or after Mariah Carey came on for who is Mariah Carey? I don't, know I, don't, I don't think she was involved. <laughs> before, during, and after. Um, yes. I'm just excited to see it, Charles, because I I just can't wait to be the guy <laughs> that that shows up unannounced and uninvited next year. Um, and then, you know, a couple of glasses of wine and I start talking about the government. It's going to be a great time. And I can't wait. Uh, and that's the story of the only time Eric came to my Christmas party. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Corey, you got you got a mystery thing on our outline here. What were you up to this week? I have a mystery thing on the outline. You didn't write anything. Uh, okay. I was about to say, I, say, I don't think I wrote anything on there. Never done much this week, man. Um, you know, Caitlin and I did go to... There was like a, it was like a Charles Dickens themed, like, uh, it was supposed to be like they decorated the town and had actors and stuff. And we went, we went downtown to like the Biltmore, like village is the name of the area in, in Asheville. It's like around the Biltmore estate and stuff, which if you've never heard of that, it's a huge Vanderbilt mansion that was here forever. And, uh, it was supposed to be like some kind of themed festival or something. We went and walked around and there was literally nothing. So I don't know what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> um, but there were lots of lights, <laughs> lights and stuff, literally nothing. There was nothing going on there. There were some, there were some tents set up selling like kind of typical Asheville art type of stuff. And mm-hmm. there was a, a sweet little lady selling roasted chestnuts, which I've never seen before. It was pretty interesting. Did she cook them on an open fire? No, she did. <laughs> she did. I she win did. Christmas. That's right. Yeah, she did. And uh, I, I didn't, we didn't get any because they was there was a huge line because apparently everybody else showed up for the thing and was also disappointed like we were. Yeah, and they Did came you get to new the, news chestnuts. Yeah, that's I got right. New news exactly, chestnuts. exactly. <laughs> but they smelled like uh, they smelled really good. And somebody was in line that said that they tasted kind of like sweet potatoes. Weirdly, it's like soft Ooh. or something. It's not oh, like a, it's not wow. like a. That's very I Asheville. I feel. It's yeah, like it doesn't. Take this one food and they can taste like a different food. Yeah, it's really strange. I don't know. They said it, it's not doesn't taste like like peanuts. Like I kind of expected. It's more like huh. I don't know, more like a desserty type food. I don't know. Whatever. Interesting. It's so it sounded, it sounded, it sounded pretty gr- fun. Anyways. It sounded pretty gross, honestly. So like you know, I'm, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> really talking it up. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a question for you guys because that reminded me. So the Christmas song, the chestnuts roasting on an open fire. That's my favorite Christmas tune. That's like my number one first round draft pick. 101. Oh my God, are we going to do a draft? Is Let's, that what we're going to no, do? No, we don't have to do a draft. I'm, I just, I'm, we don't have to do that yet, but Christmas draft, let us know. 
Uh, what's your guys' favorite Christmas, Christmas draft? Song? Your favorite reindeer? Everyone builds their own like sleigh and which reindeer are full. Is that what we're going to do? Corey's going to all the ones that were the meanest to Rudolph so we can have like the toughest crew. Oh, exactly. What's your favorite Christmas song, guys? My, mine, is the, mine is the Christmas song, quite literally. Like the, like the, one, the yes. chestnut soap roast so, and fire yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, that one. That's my favorite. I like that one. I like um, I like I like White Christmas. Wow, that's, I saying that out loud. You know, uh, maybe not. Maybe not the right this day and age. Dangerous to say. Doesn't feel great to say. I'm going to go see that movie on the big screen on Saturday night. It's a great. That's it's a great movie. Nice. Yeah, it it's is. a great movie. I like. Uh, great song. I like. I like Let It Snow as well. Even though it's like mm. barely a Christmas song. Very snow focused. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Uh, mine is any song from the um, from the soundtrack from Die Hard. <laughs> So that's me. <laughs> I, I, I really expected, really expected you to say Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer by DMX. Honestly, like just Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer yeah. by Metallica. Yes. It's great. it was a great rendition. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I um I really like some of the some of the classic ones, even if they don't have words. I love Carol of the Bells. Oh, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of slabs. really variations of that. Yeah. Wait, Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Oh, I might go to a TSO show next weekend. Yeah, yeah. they're in town. Nice. 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 Wonderland, my dude! Is yeah. it like, which which rendition of the Bells do you like? Do you like the one that's just kind of like more classic? Do you like the one with that shredding guitar solo the, in the middle uh, of yes. it? No, they're pretty much all very well done. Yeah. Also, yeah. speaking of uh, music soundtracks, I can't remember... I can't Sorry. remember what it's actually called, but that one song from uh, John Williams, of course, from Home Alone. Uh, I can't like the main Home Alone song. So good. I didn't know John Williams oh, yeah. did Home Alone. Oh yeah, he? yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, you know he also did uh, Indiana Jones. Did oh no way! Well, a new yeah. one. he also did Star Wars. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised, Corey, that you didn't say Melakaliki Maka after your Hawaiian trip. After wow. Hawaii, I, I did hear that song one time I was in Hawaii. I can't remember the context. It was just like playing randomly in a in a place, even though You're it was like, like All right. September, but whatever. It's in Christmas Vacation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So, I love Christmas Vacation. Here's your- Look around, <laughs> Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. <laughs> so can- Why is the carpet all wet? Todd, <laughs> I don't know, Margo. Those are great sweaters. If you if you can buy them for for you and your spouse, buy them. It's a hilarious joke, uh, and like only people who have watched that movie know what you're talking about. Well, Wes, speaking of the threshold of hell, how was your week other than losing Justin Verlander? Uh, good riddance, Justin. <laughs> you and your you and your horse loving wife can take your stupid electric F one fifty back to New York if it'll make it that far. Anyway, what the hell is this? What the hell are we talking about? That is they, the most Texas sentence Wes has ever said. In a, yeah. like, every word take of your, that, your, take your electric F one fifty and get the hell out of my state. Your horse loving <laughs> wife. I'm not bitter. Who is Kate Upton, by the way? <laughs> Okay, so besides that, besides uh, He's still a tiger losing, in my heart. Yeah, that's fine. I thought he was going to go there and retire, but um, I finally bit the bullet, and um, so I've been collecting uh, sports autograph memorabilia for um, years now, and I haven't uh, actually displayed any of it. I've only displayed one jersey, and that's uh, Jeff Bagwell. Most of my stuff is going to be Houston based, um, but I finally purchased four jersey frames. And I'm going to display those. I'm going to put those all together. So, 
Number one? Yes! We have... Oh, shit. Backwards, but this is Bo Jackson. Oh. Got a Bo Jackson autograph. Wow. Um, I know, Bo. It's Bo, yo. Yeah. Number two is Akeem Olajuwon. Dude. Akeem Olajuwon, if anybody knows that guy. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> and three is Warren Moon. I got a Warren Moon. <laughs> oh. He's jerseys, dude. What the, the heck? The second famous Warren after Warren <laughs> Peace. Number four I got is Craig Biggio. Craig Biggio. Craig Biggio. So I have wow. him and Bagwell are going to be right next to each <laughs> other on my that's wall. That's romantic. I love that. We, this is really weird, Wes, but I used to collect <laughs> baseball cards. I was a huge, huge baseball fan when I was a kid, and the coolest card I ever got was a Jeff Bagwell card with a piece of a game-worn jersey in the card. Nice. It was part of the card, yes. and I probably still have it, and I should just give it to you because I don't care. I but that's really cool. oh, you should definitely Charles, care. But I you should not it. have admitted that online. You should have said, "Wes, for Christmas this year, I was thinking of you. I saw this for sale. Wow. It was a little pricey, and I can, but I, love I can you. let it go for a couple hundred dollars. But I mean, like, so had, I, I have been holding on to this since I was seven years old to give this to you. Now <laughs> you knew you'd meet a Texan who hated electric F one fifties that really loved Jeff Bagwell. Uh, I don't hate them if you know the person who was driving it wasn't leaving the team that I ever so loved. Yeah, all he did was win you two World Series, go in a ditch. He didn't win us nothing. He didn't win us nothing, Eric. Okay. He blew the first game of the World (laughs) Series. Do you remember watching that? (laughs) Riddance. Oh, I'm so excited for Wes to get back into the sports season, but those sound like great weeks, guys. I will say, speaking of Wes's sports season, Wes continues to prove his unfiltered dominance over the Utini Fantasy League in the back half. Dear God. Um, our glorious, wonderful Emma was playing against West this week, and she asked a bunch of us in the Utini Sports Chat, was like, hey, should I start the Bills defense or the Cowboys defense? And we were like, the Cowboys. Clearly, the Cowboys the answer was- are playing great. And the Cowboys defense, hold on, did get her 25 points, which is amazing. So she only lost to West by 41. And the answer was, it doesn't matter who you start. You're too good. Because I am victorious once again. <laughs> you. Thanks to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a, is a madman. So that's really the only reason that I win. You're so good. <laughs> um, I also won this week only because our buddy James was, was more bad than me. It wasn't a victory. It was like <laughs> both of us clearly wanted to lose, but... I wanted to lose slightly less. So I am not going well uh, in the Utini Fantasy League, but the playoffs are coming. JG in the chat, of course, is rooting for our buddy Oz, who drafted AJ Dillon in the first round. Uh, So JG can... (laughs) I'm never going to let him live it down. So JG can go in the playoffs. To all of our listeners and viewers who are playing fantasy as the playoffs come in, I hope that you get your points. I hope your playoffs are set. I, I bestow upon you all the luck I do not have for myself. And I'm already sad that football season is looking like it's going to go to the end. But at least I can still hope and pray that Russell Wilson will end the season with more bathrooms in his house than touchdown passes. Sorry, Parker. Let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos country, let's die. (laughs) Let's ride. (laughs) All right. With that, we want to give a quick thank you to our Patreon community who supports all this nonsense. Uh, Head over to patreon.com slash UTD to enjoy such things as our actual documentary, our behind-the-scenes commentaries, our shows, the Star Wars archives, right when it drops. And I will say, uh, Charlie and I have been talking a lot about Ghost Crew episodes. That will be coming back in full swing once we are moved into the great state that Charles is warming up for us. Um, all that stuff is over at patreon.com slash Thank you all so much. 
All right, before we jump into our UTD nominees, we did get a couple pieces of news, so it's time for a good old-fashioned Star Wars Weekly Roundup. It's the Star Wars Weekly Roundup! News time, everybody. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I don't plan what I'll say, I just gotta go with it. And sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> so, so, it, was all that, it was all that horse talk that led up to that. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so... Um, we got, we got a little announcement this past weekend and today. Um, first of all, coming up this Thursday, I'm flip-flopping our stories in our outline. Uh, this Thursday, it was announced we will be seeing the first gameplay of the upcoming highly heralded title, Jedi Survivor, during the Game Awards on Thursday. So, like, we're doing our award show tonight, our nominees on Thursday night. It's the Game Awards. They give out Game of the Year, a bunch of things like that. And we will be seeing... This sexy man, Cal Kestis, who is all grown up, uh, giving us some gameplay stuff. They released a few images. There's glorious sunsets. Uh, guys, how does our, our boy Cal look right now? Uh, what, what kind of vibes does this give you in advance of the gameplay reveal? It makes me want to sing Destiny's Child. That's what I want, that's what I want to do right now. <laughs> Ooh, explain okay. that, please. <laughs> Des- I'm a survivor. Oh, Destiny's Child. Oh, my God. Okay, I got you. No, I don't know how it goes, Corey. No. Can you refresh my memory? No, I can't remember either. You know, it's just, it's left me. What do you know? Good timing. He looks like a freaking stud. I mean, good lord. Yeah. He's he's put on some pounds. Yep. He's got scars <laughs> on his face. If you if they zoomed in, he's yeah. at, he literally has a face full of scars, oh, and I'm like, I didn't see does. that in the first game. I yeah, mostly yeah. am uh, entranced by BD down there, though, because I do love yeah. BD1. But this is a beautiful, beautiful cover, and he looks ready to kick some butt, man. Yeah, he does. And I'm ready to yeah. kick some butt as Cal Kestis. Yeah, you're ready to kick butt. <laughs> um, it was also revealed, I believe we had thought about this, but this will exclusively be coming to uh, not really next-gen anymore, current-gen, the, the Series X and PS5, the current-gen consoles, so they can actually finally use all the computing power of the modern day consoles, and I know yeah. <clears throat> some folks still can't get a hand of a hold of them. They're still expensive. I know that sucks, but as someone that has them, I'm not gonna lie. I'm very excited to finally unleash the full power of these things on this game because this thing could be yeah. incredible. Yeah, I mean it's uh, always kind of hard with uh, game development. Like you kind of want it to be as good as it can be, right? Mm-hmm. Like the graphics and stuff, and. You know, if we were to build these, a lot of developers have complained about that. If they build games that are cross-platform, like they have to build it with a lot of limitations in line, right? So exactly, yeah, it's it sucks, but you know, I think you said earlier today, Eric, that the new systems have been out for two years now. Is that right? So yeah, over two years. I think mm-hmm. two-ish years is probably long enough to keep supporting old systems. I mean, yeah, the, te- the technology yeah. changes really fast. So you know, Absolutely. by the time they make it into a console, anyway, it's already kind of out of date. So. You know, I'm uh, yeah. I'm very pleased, and let's let's not like let's not beat around the bush that the original game looked incredible, and it was old oh, yeah. software. So <laughs> Absolutely, this is I can't wait for this. You know what I'm really excited about? Hit me. Uh, dress options other than ponchos, yes. Yeah. I mean, I like yeah, the ponchos, but. Yeah, you oh, get, did we? Yeah. You just get, you just get, you just get various, um, you just get various pants with differing numbers of pockets. That's what you get. <laughs> How cargoy are your cargo? Pants? Oh my god, exactly. cargo! No, exactly. no, I want, I want knee-length boots and cargo shorts for Kel Kestis. That's that's what he's doing. What, what, what kind of cargo are you hauling? <laughs> um, but yeah, Charles, you did mention. I don't know if we, I don't think I, I pulled the pictures, but there were some leaks today that, that they're they're basically. <clears throat> Official. They're not, they're not going to be released. Listen, yet. We, we changed our show. We can talk about leaks if we want. We All right, we hit want it. now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
the DLC or the pre-order bonuses rather. Corey's favorite. Corey loves pre-ordering games. It's his favorite mm. thing. Um, do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't freaking pre-order. Except for Star Wars. Star Wars gets a pass. Star Wars That's gets a right. pass. Um, they announced there's some cosmetics that are going to be released, including a uh, Han Solo like jacket, essentially very much a New Hope. Um, Luke's uh, yellow victory jacket and the old Ben like hermit esque look, or I guess more so Kenobi from the show, as well as like Luke's lightsaber, Obi Wan's lightsaber, Han's blaster, like a lot of classic skins, and. It's funny because this is technically an in-canon project, but I do love – we talked a little bit about this in Slack, but I want to talk about it now. Like, do we care that this is not canon? It's a video Dude, game. I Look at don't, this. This is awesome. I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I okay, – listen, for video games, it, like, the only thing that – okay, if – I was going to say that I don't care about canon in video games, and that's not entirely true. The only sure, thing sure, that I sure. care about in canon in video games is, like, that the story, like, is not – it's not – Super retcon heavy, you know what I mean? Like if yeah. they if they if yeah. they come in and like like Luke has been dead for like ten years or something, and we're like, <laughs> it's like Return of the Jedi era. Like that's stupid. Yeah. Don't do that. But like yeah. for all the extra cosmetics. stuff, like add-ons and cosmetics and stuff, who cares, yeah. man? This is fun. I, I would love to be able like to unlock like like bright pink shorts like from the from the boom mic guy <laughs> oh my yes. god that would and the be, lightsabers that would, that would the be, boom mic yeah the lightsabers the, no that would just shirt. be so goofy and funny and like i do kind it's of like miss tony the, hawk's underground two i know type stuff. i miss i miss a little bit of the old campiness of video games where you could do yeah. stuff like do you remember like you remember like giant head mode and like oh like yeah. The original, yeah or the paintball NBA game mode, mode from yep, the uh, yep. the old James Bond game, right? Like oh, yeah. are, that goofy stuff was fun. Wow. That'd be fine if that, that stuff was, was in Star Wars. Yeah, so I'm all for this. But what do we have here? We have several things, right? We have yep. we have Han, Han's classic you black vest. Just said hand, dude. I almost did say hand. Hand's vest. What is the what is the is that what is that green? Is it green? What's the droid with him? What's oh, I think it's supposed to be like BD one. Yeah, Kashyyyk or or Endor maybe. Indoor yeah, maybe Andor. Greenish. Or, or Dagobah, yeah. And then Han's uh, DL-44, which we haven't yep. talked about yep. yet. He's carrying a gun. <laughs> yeah, we get like, blasters. Is he going to be, like, rocking a blaster? That'd be super fun. I'm, like, so Mid ready for, uh, you know. Kyle like, Katarn? Yeah. That's, like, Kyle Katarn, baby. Right? Right? Kyle Katarn. Yep. Ooh, Kyle. Oh, Cal Katarn. That's there. That's there. Cal Katarn. That's how wet. That's Kyle? Is West. Is that how they talk about Kyle Katarn in Texas? <laughs> oh, Cal Katarn? <laughs> Oh, Kyle! Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do like Luke's jacket because yeah. he that never got enough play. Obviously, it just got the one it's scene, so awesome. and then it's in the comics, mm -hmm. and he wears yeah. it well in the comics. But yep. it's a great jacket. Yeah, and absolutely. then that BD looks like R two if you look yeah, closely. It's yeah. a little bit hard yeah. to tell. Astro, and, yeah, the Astro cosmetic, and it's kind of the and the lightsaber is obviously Anakin's lightsaber, Ray's lightsaber, Luke's lightsaber. Who the hell's lightsaber it is? The Skywalker the saber? saber. What do we call yeah, it? Sky, the legacy I think saber. Skywalker saber. Yeah, the Skywalker <laughs> saber. Yeah, it looks like that too. But it's it's kind of weird and elongated though, right? Like it looks kind of odd. Yeah, it's got to be for like um for whatever they're like ray tracing. <laughs> the, maybe the width just has to be like a certain thing because yeah it does it looks, look a little thinner it looks a little but, weird yeah but for charles most importantly the obi-wan saber looks like too screen accurate um, it looks like, good and i like <laughs> yeah, the goggles good. too on cal's neck i mean oh i missed the goggles i love it the first oh time. yeah 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 no it's like straight up obi-wan from the kenobi the end of the kenobi yeah. series you can just pretend you're obi-wan i love it why no, I, is, that's exactly uh, what i'm gonna do that's right why <laughs> is this like 
Phantom Menace Obi Wan lightsaber though, and not like, not like that era Obi Wan lightsaber. Yeah, that's a good. That's I a think good that question. era looks too close to Luke's because <clears throat> that's what? honestly why I, I haven't bought so. it myself. Is I think like they're they're similar or I get no actually that's his Return of the Jedi. Saber. That's his Return of the Jedi point. saber. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This one looks rad. Weird choice. This one actually is this. This is Obi Wan's lightsaber, right? It looks like yeah, Qui Gon's lightsaber. It's from Phantom Menace. Qui Gon's yeah looks pretty similar to Obi Wan's yeah. from TPM though. Yeah, but that's yeah. why. What, and there's then there's the gun. Do we see that gun anywhere? I've not seen that either. That looks interesting. I'm not sure. Isn't that that might be the one Kenobi was wielding in the TV series for a short time? Oh, yep. Mm. Yeah, it's a good point. And JT Maybe makes so. a good point in the chat <clears throat> that the biggest reveal of these leaks, which I'm assuming are probably going to be confirmed on Thursday night <clears throat> during the reveal, because they'll say you know pre-order mm. now. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, is that there are blasters do, in the game? I'm like gonna you do said, it. That has not, yeah. dude, that, that has not been revealed yet. <laughs> so I'm stoked. I'm stoked for this. Um, I believe our, our release date of March 15th has been floating around Steam and stuff. So uh, everyone that has like, I know there's a lot of spring breaks in college and things like that around that time. So mm-hmm. uh, plan your PTO accordingly, fellow adults. <laughs> March reformation oh, of uh, Utini Game Nights feels like it's in the works. Oh, yeah, man. This new Star Wars oh, game? I mean, got to, right? We absolutely yeah. do. That would be, be, be super fun. Yeah. I live in, I'll be live in New Zealand that day before. Yeah, baby. So you, ooh, <laughs> well, I'm making it on PS5, so I can't do that trick, but we'll see how it works. But, of course, before that, I believe two weeks before that, we are getting now another reveal, uh, Jedi Battle Scars, which is a book that takes place between... Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor, and we finally got, I say finally, there's months left to go, come on, it's fine, uh, we got a cover and a synopsis reveal officially, um, so here's the cover, I want to read the synopsis, and then I want to talk about this cover a little bit, but the synopsis reads as follows, Cal Kestis has built a new life for himself with the crew of the Stinger Mantis, together Cal's crew has brought down bounty hunters, defeated Inquisitors, and even evaded Darth Vader himself. More important, Marin, Seer, Grease, and faithful droid BD-1 are the closest thing Cal has had to a family since the fall of the Jedi Order. Even as the galaxy's future grows more uncertain by the day, with each blow struck against the Empire, the Mantis crew grows more daring. On what should be a routine mission, they meet a stormtrooper, determined to chart her own course with the help of Cal and the crew. In exchange for help starting a new life, the Imperial deserter brings word of a powerful, potentially invaluable tool for their fight against the Empire. And even better, she can help them get it. The only catch... Pursuing it will bring them into the path of one of the Empire's most dangerous servants, the Inquisitor known as the Fifth Brother. Can the Imperial Deserter truly be trusted? And while Cal and his friends have survived run-ins with the Inquisitors before, how many times can they invade the Empire before their luck runs out? <laughs> Sorry, I realized that was a totally a Clone Wars thing at the end, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, so a fun synopsis, but let, let's hit this cover first for our audio listeners. Imagine a video game book cover, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, I was like, gonna say this is a yeah. this is a interesting cult cover. It looks very video gamey. Like it's very yeah. stark blue, green, and red. Like there's no yes, there's no very clear like, nuance here. I mean, it's just yeah. like it's drawn wheel. though. <laughs> I would say it, it's drawn. And yeah, I, it, it looks it, it looks like know? a a combo it's between a video game cover and like a, a Drew Struzan poster. Ooh, like it yeah. does look like they were going yeah. for that kind of feel. Yeah. I, I hope that's I a do sticker gotta ask, too. Though. I don't want that to be on the cover. I want that to be a removable sticker. And in the years before Jedi Survivor, you don't Survivor, like that matte gray and white just stuck a circle in the you middle know of I your don't. cover. <laughs> just put it right over someone's face, right? The Target exclusive, just right. Yeah. Over, Mike Wazowski, right over just Cal's face. 
<laughs> Mike was. But yeah, why? Why does everyone always steal Han's look, man? Seer is totally just dressed exactly yeah, like true. Han Solo. Vests, man. Uh, yeah, they everyone wears vests. There's a lot of vests yeah. in Star Wars. It's true. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm excited for Marin Simmer- though. I really yeah. like Deborah Wilson. Yeah, yeah, the most underutilized yes. character in the previous game, without a doubt. Like, I yes. was so disappointed that like the game ended so fast after you picked her up as a companion. And like, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so this will be fun. This will be fun. Um, I hope that this game. Um, I hope they realize how successful the first one was. I mean, it won a bunch of awards mm-hmm. and stuff. So I hope the yeah. first one was so successful that this one is like like ten x. You know, like I hope it's yeah. longer. I hope it's yep. bigger. I hope it's more. Take, takes bigger risk. I mean, if they're adding a, a blaster, that's already a huge step in the right direction, like of yeah. making it unique and cool. Yeah. And I hope there's a battle pass. <clears throat> I hope there's a battle royale mode. Um, I hope that. I hope that. I hope the battle royale. Yeah, I battle the, talking. I hope the 3D <laughs> map is a little freaking easier to use. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Zephos. If I if there's another map like Zephos, I'm gonna rage. That'll be the game night that I play. Yeah. <laughs> what if I told you it could just be 2D? And show you where you are. Listen, right. I know we want to make a hologram, and it's Star Wars. Well done, awesome, love you. Don't, don't do that again. I'm glad. Yeah, please don't do that again. You. I wouldn't be. It was almost. It was so memeable, though. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they did. To be honest, like no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's it's this fun. fun. Yeah, the book. The book is a good idea too. Is it? It, yeah. it looks like it's gonna be a prequel to the second game yep. too. Is the way it looks. It takes so. place between them. Yep, and it, you get, yeah, it comes out on the third. I think you got about <clears> two <throat> weeks or so to read it, and then the game comes out. I think that's a honestly a great strategy because for too. most folks, I think that's a great time to like read a full book. Um, then you get really excited, you get caught up with the story, <clears> and then it's kind of like a prequel, and then you're right into the game. I, I yeah, we're, we're pretty critical, I think, of of Del Rey's marketing strategies at times. This is solid. I gotta give my flowers when you yeah. earn them. This is a great idea. We'll we'll see. I mean, this still this is still EA, right? This is EA yeah. Dice, right? Yeah, Dice yeah. is it Dice? Oh, respawn. respawn, respawn. Okay, all right. Well, it's yep, different. It's a different group entirely. So they're a little better. Yeah. So we'll see. And on the bright side, books have never really uh, gotten delayed. So there's no way they can mess up the timing. Yeah, no way. <laughs> I, I don't see how that could possibly happen. So, oh, that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Slow zoom on the face. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm excited. It's exciting. It's, it's always exciting fun. to see. I I was gonna say too. It's always exciting to see books like, alongside games as an initiative too, because like yeah. I always add something a little interesting and some little piece of lore that you can like pick up going through the going through the game. And like it's it's one of those things too that's fun to talk about with with folks too, because you know there's a lot of um, there's a lot of mainstream players that play these types of games, and mm-hmm. like it's a it's a great entry point for books for folks because they they finish the game and they still have that sort of they want more story, right? So then they Google something like how to read yeah. Star Wars books and they end up on our side. And, yeah. you know, so every more, every more, uh, every other type of Star Wars content we get, like is another gateway into the huge world of books and comics, which is always fun. So it's especially yeah. cool to see them continue doing these types of game books and stuff. I wonder if they're successful, actually. That's a good, that's an interesting question. <clears throat> I, again, I don't have data. I would assume this Jedi Survivor book I think this will sell more copies than any other non-higher public book in the year. Mm. I think. Maybe, maybe I think so. that people are again like walking through Walmart. <laughs> you're you're getting the game, and then you see, oh, that's just the character on the, on the cover. Cover like that works. Yeah. Sometimes it's just yeah. that simple. Yeah, they have they have it has that extra um, an extra addition of having to be on a video game. Whether it's <laughs> look at a, if you saw a Star Wars book and you yep. didn't know exactly what it was, yep. you probably wouldn't pick it yeah. up. Yeah. I feel yeah, like I, I saw really, a lot of Battlefront books out and stuff like. In the past, mm-hmm. yeah, 
You know what's really nice about the prediction that you just made, Eric? What's that? We will never hold you accountable never. for it. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. People I, forget yeah. about it. Literally I can no just idea. like be right. I don't know. Who cares? I, know. I don't need accountability. I need predictions. <laughs> I need hot takes. Uh, we don't need more than hot takes and accountability is books. And make sure everyone is going to the Utini release calendar over at utini.com to get all your pre-orders in. The High Republic Starlight Stories, the collection of all the short stories, comes out. Here's the thing. Maybe December 13th. Maybe tomorrow. I get an Amazon never. shipping one notification. The, one that mine's coming two. out tomorrow. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, mine's coming tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> That's cool. Who knows? Um, I'm excited about it. But what we do know is the High Republic, the Battle of Jeddah, the audio drama uh, by George Mann, comes out January 3rd. So have your have your holiday celebrations. Make your resolutions that you're absolutely gonna follow this time, and then make sure you get the Battle of Jeddah January 3rd. I'm sure George Mann has some amazing stuff. Uh, ready for us. All right. We're talking about 2023 already. So it's time to go back and talk about 2022 to talk about the Utini nominations. We did this last year. It's always one of my favorite times of the year. And before we get into the actual nominees, I want to give a little behind the scenes of how we came up with these nominations. I think that's fair, right? I think we should always kind of let the audience in on how it worked. Um, this year, how it worked is we came up with all of our Utini nominations, which we'll go over to in a second, the categories. And then for our staff, we opened it up to free nominations. Anyone on our Utini staff could nominate in any category. And then once we took about I don't know, two or three weeks, I compiled all of them, and then we had a staff vote, and we ranked them all. And we've come up with about five um, nominees for every category, and now everyone will be able to vote on them as a community. And I'm just very, I'm very excited about it. Uh, this is my first year running the Utinis. And uh, I mean, Corey, you've seen it on uh, you've seen it every year behind the scenes. Uh, how do you think it's going so far? How am I doing? How would you I rate? I think me? you're I think you're doing a good job. I mean, we have um, okay. we have a hu- we have a huge we have a huge team this year, right? Excellent. Yeah, I know. I put me on the spot on the I show, and I was I was gonna pull you aside and talk about you know some stuff afterwards. <laughs> oh, but, oh, I knew that. I felt public, like coming. So, yeah, no, um, I was gonna I was just gonna say that like this year feels like more legitimate than it ever has because we have like forty people on the team now. So like mm-hmm. we have a lot of people putting in the nominations and voting on the staff side of things and. Like, we, we put a lot of thought and effort into this type of stuff, right? We don't just kind of mm-hmm. wing it, really, right? I mean, like, uh, I think the the same care that we've put into stuff like the, you know, the first books you should read and what are some of the best mm-hmm. books, period, and how we do our reviews and our ranking, like, all that type of, I don't know, thought. I think you know, everybody takes this type of stuff seriously. We don't just kind of like, oh, I feel like you are Chris is my favorite character. Like, it's not simple, <laughs> right. you know, and yeah. people put a lot of thought into these, so... You know, I, I, it's very rare that I genuinely feel like the nominations that our staff ends up coming together for are, like, not the right ones, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. we have a varied opinion. So, you know, I think this year, like, it was very clear, I think, what most of the categories were. Um, and as the data sort of come together, like, it was very interesting to see how divided some of the staff was about some yeah, of the things. So absolutely. I think that I think that uh, I think we have really good nominations this year and that uh, – you know, mathematically, it's going to kind of stand a better test than it has in the past, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So without any further ado, we're going to go this category by category. Uh, with any of the categories that are a little questionable, we'll explain a little bit about what it means, and then we'll just go through the nominations. So totally randomly, let's see. Um, Wes, why don't you start us off with our first category of the 2022 Utini? Oh, music! Oh. There's music! <laughs> okay. So, first category, let me 
Let me make sure that this isn't too loud for everybody yeah. so you can Let's hear my the chat. sweet, sweet voice. <clears throat> my sweet, sweet voice. Okay, so first category of the 2022 Uteenies from Uteenie <laughs> is Character of the Year. Um, I'm a little biased on mine, but I will go through the nominees. Nominee number one is Markion Rowe. Number two. Marshawn Rowe. No. Markion <laughs> Rowe. <laughs> El- Elzar Man. Stellan Geos. My boy. Avar Chris. And, oh, dang, I might change my answer. Orla Jereni. Wow. So, gentlemen, that is a uh, is a solid group of five <clears throat> characters from the High that Republic. are on the, <laughs> from, the character of the year. Yep. Obviously, all from the High Republic. Obviously. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I mean, what? Obi Wan's not on here. <laughs> Anakin's not on here. I mean, we did get an Obi Wan and Anakin book uh, this yeah. year. Yeah, Rue Quornum did make the, the the first the first level. Rude. I, it's gotta be I nominated Rue. Rue was great. Um, but yeah, uh, so coming straight from from my picks, I was like Markeon Rowe, Markeon Rowe all the way. But as I'm going down the list, Orla Jereni. Mm. I'm a big Orla Jereni fan. Yeah. I liked yeah. her a lot. So mm. yeah, yeah, I think it's I think Sad. it's hard not to pick original characters for like character sure. of the year, just because yeah. like they're always I don't know. Whenever, whenever a new character shows up, that they're always super interesting and and fun. And yeah. uh, you know, this has been a good year for. High Republic as well. I mean, we got a lot of the OG characters from last year kind of like uh, mm-hmm. like really expanded on. So I think, you know, it seems like an obvious choice to me to put all the, you know, to make all the nominations to High Republic. So yeah. it wasn't intentional. Mm-hmm. That mathematically no. happened. But, no. you know. And, and we had some Phase 2 characters that were in there as well. I know uh, uh, Fan, uh, Fan 2 from Convergence got nominated in there. Um, we had some other folks. Also, this is a great time for me to say. Mm. I meant to say this at the top. Uh, full spoilers possibly for 2022 books and comics. Um, I wasn't going to say Yeah, anything. Yeah, I was, like, I was go just going to say, I was going to read it off, the name, the quote, yeah. or whatever. Most of them are from was The it. Fallen Star. Let's be honest, if you haven't read The Fallen Star by now, <laughs> we're going to say what happens in the book because there's some stuff. Um, <laughs> there's but yeah, some stuff. There's some stuff that happens. Um, I, which I, I will say, this is a great uh, cast of characters. Stellan Geos was one of my nominations. I mean... Uh, he shows up a couple times in the nominations. Um, the pole I mean, star. Gosh, all star, all star. Geode did not make the cut this year. He did, did last year. He did. But I do not think he was there this year. He did. Also, former winners are ineligible. So if you have some of your favorites that were very clearly had great years in different categories, think to yourself: Did they win a Utini previously? Because if they huh. did, they are not on this list. Yes, you can do that when you make the rules, Eric. <laughs> I sure can. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Charles, take us away for category number two. All right, category number two for the 2022 Utinis is moment of the year. And so this was just anything from a book or comic that was phenomenal. And there were a lot of really good ones, actually, this year. I found myself having a really hard time voting once we had some some nominees because the short list is incredible uh the very first moment of the year is stellan's sacrifice in the fallen star so 
talk about spoilers. Um, <laughs> and thank you for starting the list with this so that now I have to read the rest of them while choking back tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, option number two is Estala Maru holding the Starlight Beacon together in Marvel's The High Republic. Another really sad moment, really cool moment. Um, that's high on the list. Orla Jereni's fate in The Fallen Star. Man, these are just all sad. What in the world? Did nothing happy and uplifting happen? We're a tortured um, company. Really? Uh, we have Yoda's entrance in the Battle of Corellia in Midnight Horizon. Absolutely epic. Thank you, DJO, for that one. And lastly, we have the leveler revealed in Trail of Shadows. So, again, we are looking at the High Republic moments here. It seems it seems that we're, well, I don't know, because um, Brotherhood had some great moments. It did. Especially the very end. The very mm-hmm. end was a good moment, and I'm sure it was picked. It just didn't make well, the Well, there's cut. a particular moment um, in Brotherhood that, frankly, I'm surprised didn't get nominated, but we don't have to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, we don't want to pick that one Anakin, right off the bat. Pull the car over. <laughs> <laughs> Padme, there's no top. Now there is. Um, anyway. Those, no, those five, though, yes. I, I thought it was interesting. I, I loved, as I was you know, tallying all these, it was very fascinating to kind of see the makeup of these. And there was a lot of even uh, numbers with, with a lot of the nominees. And I love this because a lot of them, yes, were sad, like you said, Charles, but there's also a lot of, like, reveals of hope. Like, Leota coming in was great. Maru kind of holding at the last second really kind of showed what the High Republic was going to in Wave 3. And I thought it was really interesting that these these are early moments in the year, too. Usually Oscars, things like that, your movies later, that gets a better nomination. But a lot of the stuff came from early in the year, which just shows you the staying power of a lot of yeah. these stories. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And it's it's always hard to go back and try to remember a lot of the things that happened in the year. It's one of the reasons it's fun to do this Uteenies because it's almost like just a celebration of the previous year, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to go back and remember these things. And, like, I, I honestly – it's really cool to see, like, what different staff remember about the books because they, like, they landed so well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> If you're stuck exactly. with folks, you can just kind of mm. pull that out of nowhere. Um, yeah. It's really fun. So. Yeah, a lot of really great moments this year as well. Um, another category that the High Republic just swept away. Um, <laughs> there was some big stuff that happened. It was fun. Fallen Star had a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, there were a yeah. lot of nominations for that book specifically. So, Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Corey, take us away now. We, we have some not High Republic stuff here. Uh, book cover of the year. Book cover of the year. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Pretty pretty covers. Uh, we have uh, we have five books for book cover of the year. The first is Midnight Horizon uh, by DJO. Excellent excellent cover. The blues and purples in that one were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Path of Deceit, man, also a strong cover. Oh, you have all these covers. Wes. Oh my god, Here you Wes, go. yes. Midnight Horizon, Path of Deceit. Both of these were excellent. Um, Path of the Sea, man, that blue. I forgot about these. It looks God, so good. It's gorgeous. The, next is The Princess and the Scoundrel. It's the next cover we have. Yeah. Uh, not oh. quite as pretty of an image there. <laughs> the there we go. There we go. There we go. Throw you under the bus there, Wes. Um, yeah, Princess and the Scoundrel was this year as well. Then we have the Out of Prince, The Fallen Star. 
is the next book. Yeah. And I'm Save stalling for time slower. to give Wes time to find <laughs> the image. The variant cover of The Fallen Star. As I struggle to open this envelope that is a very tightly <laughs> sealed cover that really knocked our socks off this year that was good enough to make oh, it into the category. To make it into the category that you would never believe is and it, it came with book. a beanie. It came with a beanie. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. cheating. <laughs> no, wait, the beanie is not nominated. I want to make sure if there's no category fraud. I know. Listen, they slid the cover over, and a beanie just happened to be also there. Uh, out of print, the Fallen Star. This was really incredible cover. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was very good. The special edition covers always tend to knock your socks off, and that was very, yep. very good. And the last cover for this category of this year is any minute now. You will find out the last category, the last book in the cat. There it is. It's Tempest Runner by Kevin yeah. Scott. Very good. Yeah. Bronchitis, a Star Wars story. Technically. Technically, yeah. Yeah. The audio drama came out in 2021, but the script book came out in 2022. So it it yeah, that's true. It does count. And the script book does look, it looks the same, kind of. It's slightly different. The, the, yeah. the shape and stuff is a little different, but... Yeah, those are the books. Midnight Horizon, Path of Deceit, The Princess and the Scoundrel, and out-of-print editions of The Fallen Star, and then Tempest Runner, book covers of the year. Well, some good ones. The covers are getting better yeah. and better every oh, year, yeah. I feel like. They're yeah. literally getting good, good those covers. Those out-of-print ones, though, man. Yeah, oh, out-of-print ones always I'm always sad they didn't do them for Phase 2, and it, and I I mean, it, it's got to be a money thing, right? Like, if they sold well, they'd <clears> make them. Is it really that yeah. simple? No. It I seems like it's probably Could a big be. it's probably a big ordeal to do special editions of covers oh, yeah, and stuff definitely. because you have to like you have to like do Pay like a se- separate printing process entirely yeah, I yeah, imagine. So right. I really like yeah. the idea of variant covers in general though. Yeah, I, oh, I love it. I love How it. has comics been able to do it for so long? That's an interesting question. Well, True. funny you should ask, Corey, because that is our next category for the twenty twenty two Utinis. Let's jump right into here, and Wes, I will vamp so hard for you, my dude. Um, the first right. nominee for the Utini 2022 comic cover of the year is The High Republic number 12. This is the main comic line, and I will describe it for our audio listeners here. It is Lorna D. holding that lightsaber with strength. Excellent, excellent first cover. The second one is a very memorable Eye of the Storm number one. This was the Marquion Rowe miniseries uh, by Charles Soule. And this gives us Marquion Rowe holding a yellow lightsaber blade, staring up into the dark, rainy abyss. That's where he's on a cliff or something, right? He is on a cliff, pondering the history of his people. Oh, thinking so about sorry. what he can do. I'm so sorry. There it is. <laughs> no, that looks great. I have the storm okay. number one. Thanks, Charles. <laughs> Next up, we have Darth Vader 26. Sorry, Darth Vader 26. An amazing look uh, of the Into the Sand arc, which you may remember has Darth Vader being surrounded by the one thing that he hates more than anything in this galaxy, nay, the universe at large, sand. That's right. Look at that. Mm. Look at that. Star Wars 26. It's like a poster for the mummy. 
Oh my god! <laughs> the yeah. mummy. That's a movie I've not thought about in a very long time. <laughs> long yeah, that's a movie I've thought about. Next up, long, long, long time. Next up was kind of a shoe in. Uh, Steve McNiven did a variant uh, for a Charles Soule comic that was Star Wars Twenty Five. This was the comic where Charles Soule did a bunch of short stories featuring all the characters he's written for Marvel so far, and this cover actually featured all those characters we got luke in the victory jacket we were talking about earlier we got ren we got vader we got obi-wan we got poe dameron and black squadron this is maybe the most full cover we've had uh thus far kira momen all those guys um ray's on there ray's on there he wrote some ray so we got star wars 25 and we end with possibly the most suggestive cover in the history of Star Wars comics, with Eye of the Storm, number two, the variant. Um, this is called, I don't know, Beat Chain it. Daddy cover, if you will. <laughs> I was going to call it the BDSM variant. Yeah, this is Mark Monroe on a throne, casually holding a chain. And who's the chain around, may you ask? I don't know. It goes out of the reader's view. Oh, it is the um, reader. The reader is. It is the reader. The reader is the, you know. It's got us by the neck. So Daddy. emblazon our, our, our final our <laughs> final cover. Talk about a hook. Look at that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Daddy Row, that's right, JG. Uh so those <clears throat> are the nominees for for cover. Um Do you remember when this cover came out and all of Twitter went crazy and, and, and we just like it was a strange time, honestly. It was very it was odd. Strap. It was an it was odd a strange one. <laughs> time. There was a lot of fan fiction like imagery that came out after that and people were just like sharing stuff on Twitter. I'm just like, oh, why yeah. is Martian Rowe is like suddenly <laughs> really hot? Like why why is this a thing? That's well, funny. You know what, listeners? Star Wars and Twitter, viewers, strange place. <clears throat> if you think that's the one that does it for you, you read those fanfics, you can vote at utini.com slash 2022 utinis. But honestly, an amazing look at covers. Comics art and comic covers are such an art in and of themselves. Um, they could, mm-hmm. they can be so static. <clears throat> they cannot work. But all of these, I think, are just very strong. And again, a mixture of High Republic and non-High Republic, which is always you know, fun. Speaking of the mummy, uh, that bug on the front of uh, what's her name's uh, outfit right there, Lorna D's chest. Go back to the yeah, yeah that looks like the that looks like the beetle, oh, like a scarab beetle, <laughs> the scarab beetle. Yeah, I see it. Oh yeah, I see it. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. It's funny. Wonderful. <laughs> I don't remember anything about the mummy. The only thing that I remember is that really terrifying, gross scene that I remember as a kid, where like the bug is like under the skin, and they have to like stab it and get it out. That was you know who would play a good marching rope? Brendan Fraser. That's right. Brendan Fraser. Why not? Not right now. Put him in everything. Put him in everything. (laughs) I say. Oh dear. <laughs> All right. Well, from from scarab beetles to beautiful butterflies, Charles. Our next category is one of the most lauded, I would say, in the, on all of the Utinis. Yeah, sure, I agree entirely. The next category is the social butterfly. It took a lot for me to not reference another movie there. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember what that movie's called. Was it A Bug's Life? Is that A Bug's Life? Now yeah. I'm just fully referencing Ants. it. I'm a beautiful butterfly. Um, all <laughs> oh, right. there it is. So, Social Butterfly, this is for basically the uh, content creator within the Star Wars publishing world who 
uh, does the best job engaging with fans. And that could be on any platform, in any, you know, modality, whatever it is. It's just people who go out of their way to interact with the fandom because that's obviously super important. And uh, I think we all feel special when we have those moments with the people who are creating the things that we love. So, social butterfly nominees for the year are George Mann. My buddy, George Mann. Uh, John Jackson Miller, which was a really, actually a name I was surprised to see on the list for, I think, obvious reasons. Just doesn't create as much nowadays, but he is such a social butterfly. Like, he really does. He he really is just exactly that. Uh, He loves to to talk about the things he's created with people. Uh, Next on the list is Mike Chen, author of this year's Brotherhood, and he did a wonderful, wonderful job on the press circuit for that this year uh kelly knox is our next nominee who is one of the best star wars twitter follows i think out there oh now dad jokes out the wazoo yes it's amazing yes thank you wes for for getting these headshots just kelly's the only (laughs) one that gets the photo would have amped way more if i knew this were coming uh (laughs) kelly knox and then our last nominee is charles soul who has been you know just pumping out stuff and uh, for years now i mean he's been the pace at which he is creating content is genuinely insane to me uh and he he always does you know really interesting interviews so Going back through people then, Social Butterfly, that is George Mann, our good friend from the UK, John Jackson Miller, author of arguably one of the greatest Star Wars books ever written, Kenobi, Mike Chen, (laughs) Kelly Knox, and last but not least, Charles Soule. Ah, It really is special that that the creators reach out to us. Previous winners, of course, Daniel Jose Older and Kevin Scott, I believe the last two years, if I remember correctly. Um, mm-hmm. are all still very active, um, but we absolutely <laughs> love this award, and we appreciate uh, that the occasional toxicity of Star Wars has not driven you all mad, so we love you all very much. <laughs> all right. Sorry, it's not funny. Our next category. Uh, <laughs> selfishly, I want to take this one. I'm going to screw up our order because I love these so much. It is our quote of the year. Uh, one of the harder ones, I think, to get. You're gonna have, yeah. You're gonna have to speak slow so I can find exactly where on Google. Get out. <laughs> Our first quote comes from the Fallen Star by Claudia Gray. There's a quote by Stellan Gios, and it says this: "This is what hope is. It isn't pretending that nothing will go wrong if only we try hard enough." It's looking squarely at all the obstacles in the way, knowing the limits of our own power and the possibility of failure, and moving ahead anyway. That is how we must proceed, with hope. (laughs) The next one also comes from the Fallen Star. Stellan held up one hand in farewell, wondering whether he would ever see Belzedifar again. At least in this moment, he'd he'd been granted a glimpse of the great Jedi Knight Bell would become. The next is from Brotherhood by Mike Chen. Through the mist, two silhouettes emerged, the glow of their blades giving off enough light to eliminate any doubt of who approached, of who could pull off something as impossible as this rescue. There stood Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker, brothers in arms of the Jedi Order, and together, they were unstoppable. The next, also from Brotherhood. This was Skywalker and Kenobi as they should be, a team built on emotion and intellect, bravado and control, fire and ice. And finally, from Midnight Horizon by Daniel Jose Older, the name tasted like tears on her lips, but it also felt like light. 
The way she felt about Lula was a physical presence in her body, like the Force. I love this category, guys, because I think, honestly, all five of these really show the breadth of all the books we got. We have good point. hope and epicness. We mm. have hope of the future. We have fun battles. We have love stories. We have sadness. It's like we really <clears> got a lot this year in Star Wars, didn't we? Like, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, we did. A lot of nostalgia, too. Um, yeah. Like, there was a lot of throwbacks to older content, which is – this. we have not seen a lot of that, I think, in canon. So this year was really fun to see a lot of uh, – a lot of references to other Star Wars works, I think, yeah. was fun. Like, you know, especially Brotherhood and a lot of the throwbacks to the original Kenobi novel. And it was fun. Absolutely. Fun so good, man. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to script our order again. It seems like the fallen star is <laughs> really going to sweep the uh, the categories this year. It's like the return well, I mean, of the king. At least they're in all the nominations. Yeah. yeah. It turns out when you it turns out when you kill a bunch of characters, <laughs> that it has an impact on people. What do you know? Yeah. It's not Return of the King, Eric. It's Return of the Queen, and the Queen is Claudia Gray. No. <laughs> True. Love that. Um, and in honor of that, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw up our our, our order one more time here, and then Wes can do another category because I feel like I can keep bugging Wes here. Um, Charles, you got to do this next one. It's only fitting. Best Easter egg? Would that yes, be the sir. category you're referring to? Yes. So best Easter egg, um, you know, these are a lot of fun. I, this is one of my favorite things while reading Star Wars books is just finding all these little things. And I love when people bring these up to us too, you know, because we don't catch them all. But a lot of these were a ton of fun this year. Really some deep cuts. And I'm excited about a lot of these. So number one, mm-hmm. Mace Windu's Dantooine battle being mentioned in Mike Chen's Brotherhood. And that, of course, is uh, in reference to something that happened in the Gendi series mm-hmm. uh, when, with respect to his Dantooine battle. So some love for Gendi Tartakovsky's micro-series there. Um, I'm going to skip the order to go to the next one. Well, no, I'm not because Wes is being so helpful. Why would I do that to him? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> the next nomination is Hot Chocolate being pulled into canon in Shadow of the Sith. Uh, and, of course, this was nice because Hot Chocolate was in Legends first. It was in, I, I believe, uh, Timothy's Hot. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is For our that audio was? listeners, if you don't watch the YouTube show, I highly recommend just what Wes is doing right now. It's, yes. it's pretty tremendous. Uh, so <laughs> here's just the generic things. picture of Hot Chocolate with a Stormtrooper marshmallow. Um, not necessarily <laughs> the cup of Hot Chocolate referenced in Shadow of the Sith, but perhaps... And it, so it was from it was Timothy Zahn that brought hot chocolate into canon yep. for the original uh, right. Thrawn series, and it was, it was brought Empire. back in Shadow yeah. Sith. There you go, heir to the Empire. Thank you. Uh, the next one, Stellan Geos makes a sweet bun with powder and water in the Fallen Star, exactly the same way that Rey does on screen towards the very beginning of The Force Awakens. Uh, the next one, Corey, you liked this one a whole lot in particular. We talked about this for a while in our roundtable. The Errant Venture is mentioned in Shadow of the Sith. <laughs> There's a sweet bun for you. <laughs> I thought this Venture. was. I thought I thought this, I thought that was like you know poop as reference to <laughs> Corn Horn. Tis <laughs> not close. Tis close not. second. Not, that not just missed the list. Uh, no, but the Errant Venture. The Errant Venture, of course, is a Star Destroyer that Booster Tarek turned into like a roaming casino. I think it was painted uh-huh. bright red as well. Yeah. And it was yep. referenced. There it is. Look at that thing. That is insane. Dang, that thing's um, cool. 
So this was referenced in Shadow of the Sith. It was the first time it was mentioned in canon. And so we actually could see this brought back. And they've done a good job, I think, of picking and choosing what to bring from Legends. And this was a, a very fun pull. So I hope we do see that in the future. Yeah. And then, of course, getting back uh, to some, some Gendy Tartakovsky love. Yeah, we man. have Kiati Mundi's duel with Grievous mentioned in Mike Chen's Brotherhood. I think I think they reference a scar maybe that he had or a cut on his face, if I remember correctly. And of course, that is a duel that is only seen in Gendi Tartakovsky's Clone Wars. It's the very same one where Jedi Knight Shaggy, straight out of Scooby Doo, yeah! is killed by General <laughs> yes! Grievous. So wonderful moment there. Grievous is. <clears throat> is probably the most terrifying terrifying and overpowered in that one episode of Gendy's Clone Wars than any other moment that he has in the yeah. entire series. And he don't skip leg day. Look at that boy. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does yeah. Kyoto Mooney doesn't skip shoulder day. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's jacked. Yeah. A lot of great uh, a lot of great easter eggs. And again, shout out to Charles, of course. You got that category because you're the one who put together all of these uh, Easter eggs throughout the year. You're so good at it. Um, and, a, and, a, and a subtle plug to tune in for next week's roundtable of Convergence to see what Charles pulled out of that one. All right, Wes. Uh, I feel like now, guys, we're in the we're in the big four. The big four categories. There's always like you know, best picture, best director, best actor, best actress. These are these are the end end of the show ones. Um, let's hit the big four. Ironically, one of the big four is a new category for us this year. We realized we hadn't had. <laughs> But absolutely belongs up there. Uh, Wes, hit us with the first one, man. Alrighty. So the big four begins with Rider of the Year. So Rider of the Year, we start with one and only Claudia Gray. Um, might make a sweep uh, with uh, the fallen star. I'm not going to say, but Claudia awesome. Gray. Um, next is. Charles Soule, who we mentioned with the social butterfly. Mm-hmm. And next is also prior winner of social butterfly, Daniel Jose Older. What a headshot. What a headshot yeah. that is. It's <laughs> so lovely. Uh, another nominee for, um, I think it's social butterfly, is yeah. Mike Chin. <coughs> yeah. Got they write Mike well Chin and they're personable. <laughs> That's right. And then last but definitely not least... Justina Ireland mm-hmm. at the, the at the number five spot, and yeah, wonderful, wonderful writers. Um, I mean, it's really hard to choose. To be honest with you, they all are expanding the Star Wars universe for everybody to 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 enjoy, um, whether it be audiobook version or writing, uh, just paper paper novels. Yeah. <laughs> paper books. You, you people are reading paper Book novels. <laughs> Yeah, I I really enjoy all these writers, and, and a lot of them did also dabble between books and comics, which is so fun. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's why we you know we really wanted to make sure that Writer of the Year does encompass both, because writers are working in all mediums. Star Wars is happening in all mediums. Um, Claudia Gray does have a comic that will eventually come out. I think it's been delayed more than anything I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, <laughs> but really, really happy for, the, for this pairing this year. Um, Corey... Give us our, our new category uh, this year that is also one of our big four for folks that are no less crucial in how we view the Star Wars universe. 
Uh, yes. Uh, the next category, which is a, like we said, a new category, we actually decided right after the teenies last year that we wanted to add this one. Yeah. Um, just because we messed up essentially. You. Yeah, we did. We, we did is, uh, this next category is artist of the year. And this is going to comic artists, especially, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, th- those folks are just as crucial to the process as, as the authors are. So, you know, it's really cool to, to kind of get the opportunity to, um, you know, bring this in, but Eric, I'm actually going to let you take this category because you know a lot of these. Folks I read these comics. Yeah, <laughs> That's and all you, read good, the, man. you read the comics, so absolutely. All right, our first one is uh, High Republic favorite Ario Anandito, who's also been uh, was interviewed way back when on the Cosmic Force in the Eighteen YouTube channel. We then have Harvey Tolabao, who was at the High Republic Adventures. We have Phil Noto, who is drawn for. A number of variant covers, especially, but also in a lot of like the young adult or junior reader books, as it were. We have Steve Cummings, who's done a number of amazing variant covers here. And finally, Paolo Vianelli, who does the Bounty Hunters comic, um, Valence Nation, um, hashtag on Twitter. And a lot of folks have really been loving that book. That book has done a huge 180, I find, that folks are really loving it. But all five of these folks drawing amazing stuff for Star Wars, amazing characters all around. Um, you know what? Just to link it with that, here you go. In that case, uh, Corey, I'm going to give you this next one then, <laughs> if you would like, <laughs> or not. We're going to say we have two categories left, folks. And I think we should we should decide who wants to do what here. This is the yeah, big I mean, we can we can let's go through the last categories here for sure. Um, you know, the last ones uh, are of course the comic of the year and the book of the year. I think we had comic of the year last year, if I remember correctly. I do Didn't believe we? so. Yeah, I believe. Mm-hmm. No, we did because the High Republic won, which is why it is not nominated this year. Mm. Yes, um, this is the final yes. two. Yes, we did. Um, and uh, for these, we have we have five different books here. Uh, first one is this is comic of the year. Trail of Shadows by Dana Jose Older and David Walk are. Uh, this was uh, fantastic, actually. Trail of Shadows. Yes, this was. These were very very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, they're amazing. How about that? <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of really good comics this year. I forgot that some of these were even this year. Uh, we had the the new Darth Vader comic by Greg Pak and Raphael Lenko. Yenko. Oh, so that's an I. I messed up. Oh, Raphael okay, okay. Yenko. Yep. Oh, I see. <laughs> that's on uh, me. Next, we have Doctor Afra by Alyssa Wong and Minkyu Jung. I think. Yep. Maybe. Nailed and it. Eye of the Storm by Charles Soule and Guillermo uh, Sana. And mm-hmm. then last is the High Republic Adventures by Dana Jose Older and um, Harvey. Tolabao. Tolabao. The man himself, Artist of the Year nominee. Look at all these. I love this category especially because we get miniseries, Trail of Shadows, Eye of the Storm. We also get ongoing series, Darth Vader, Dr. Aphra, High Republic Adventures. We get young adult stuff. We get mature stuff. We get all the things in a row. And I think, listen, we love Star Wars books in this show. Obviously. Obviously. But I think that the comics are almost doing like a wider range of topics. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um. And 2022 yes. really showed that off. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It. It's nice to get. It's nice to get a lot of older, older stuff. What's the right way to put it? To to get comics that highlight, kind of like tried and true characters like Vader and yeah, yeah, legacy I guess stuff. At, I guess, I guess at this point, like Afra is almost in there now too. It feels like I mean she's, she's been, been around, around for, for seven years. Yeah, is wow, that that's right? a long time. Seven Something like years. that. It's a long time. Yeah, Afra's well established character. Well, I'd be surprised if she gets brought in as a bigger character at some point, um, to be honest. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, and we got some High Republic in there. We got a lot of really interesting stuff this year for comics, I think. Um, oh, yeah. 
All right. Final category. Book of the year. Uh, let's see. I want. I want to. I want to go back before we do this. Last year was Light of the Jedi. Our first ever book of the year. You guys remember what it was? Is it a Thrawn book? First, it was. It was. Was that like Chaos Rising? It was Charles wins all the internet. <laughs> wow. Charles gets like the Utini now. That's you, buddy. <laughs> That's how it works, yeah. Chaos Rising. Charles, you won that, so you get to announce our Book of the Year nominee. <laughs> is, that what this was, is that what we were competing for? I it was a that. test yeah, That's the prize. Work. I wish I knew that beforehand. All right. Book, <laughs> book, of, book the of the Year this year. I, I would dare say the creme de la creme of the Utinis. Book of the Year. Absolutely. Of course, with all the nominations you've heard already, the first nominee is The Fallen Star by Claudia Gray. I mean... Listen, is it fair that it got to stand on the shoulders of two other books, too? You be the judge. <laughs> I'm just so saying it helps. The king. You know what I mean? Like, I'm here just we saying are. it you helps. Be the judge. Uh, but really, Claudia Gray was masterful in this, in this book. Absolutely loved it. Nominee number two, Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher. Mm-hmm. So I, I say one of the more unique stories of the year. Had some really, mm-hmm. really great moments. Some really great Easter eggs in particular. So that's in here as well. Mm-hmm. Nominee number three is Brotherhood by Mike Chen. Of course, of course, we're going to nominate this. It's got Obi Wan in it because of Obi Wan, <laughs> right? It's the only reasoning Obi-Wan. you ever need. It's a very good ending. Amazing. Very good ending. Actually, yeah. That the quote or one of the quotes there for quote of the year was darn near the last line of the book, if not the last line of the book. Yes, sir. It was darn near, Charles. Well, darn I'd, near, I'd say it? something else, but we're live on YouTube. Gosh darn it. And <laughs> the next nominee is Path of Deceit by Tessa Gratton and Justina Ireland. We just finished this one, just did a roundtable on this not too long ago. Uh, we, we definitely enjoyed this and, of course, a cover of the year nominee as well. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Midnight Horizon by Daniel Jose Older, one of the... One's from earlier in the year mm-hmm. as well, along with Fallen Star. Um, another great book. I mean, this the Battle of Corellia in and of oh. itself, I think, was just oh. one of the best moments uh, of the year. So, so yeah, a lot man. of great nominees here. Just to run back through them again, because this is the kind of one of the biggest honors of the Utinis, if you will. The Fallen Star, Claudia Gray, Shadow of the Sith, Adam Christopher, Brotherhood, Mike Chen, Path of Deceit. Tessa Gratton and Justina Ireland and Midnight Horizon by DJ O. Uh, it's good stuff. And also, like, there's all kind of amazing things about Star Wars books as the years go on. I also love that, again, all the data from, from the Utini team put these together. It's not always going to be like this. Uh, only one of the books for Book of the Year is written by a white dude. And he was great. But, like, the True. diversity of Star Wars books is so beautiful. There's so many people that have come from so many different backgrounds to write around Star Wars, and they're all really great and awesome. Um, and as we get to the end of our Utini's nominations here, uh, I do want to say, again, plug, utini.com slash 2022utinis. That's Y-O-U-T-I-N-E-E-S. Utini's is where you can go vote. Nice. True. I'm also saying this, so I remember to make the website. Because <laughs> I have not done it yet. <laughs> and it's, it's out. I've said enough that I'm culpable. Um, fellas, I want to go around and see, if, are there any particular nominations that we want to plug? I mean, hey, it's voting, right? We're going to lobby. Um, did anything this year 
really hit you uh, <laughs> that you want to take a couple minutes to, to really help our audience. They're like, hey, maybe this. I, uh, I I will do that uh, actually because I, I would really like to see um, you know I think we're probably if we count last year it's probably going to be several years where High Republic works kind of just you know sweep the whole stage you know what I mean so it's, like it's likely <laughs> it's very likely I mean it's just they're all very good they have a huge impact the authors are a ton of fun like it's 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 hard you know these are hard years to be a <laughs> to be another creator <laughs> in the space alongside yeah. the high republic right so I would really like to see uh I would like to see some of the non-high republic books do well in these in the categories right and brotherhood a was point. a fantastic book this yeah, year absolutely. Shadow of the Sith was a ton of fun and filled in major gaps from the rise of Skywalker like you know what a surprise that book was. We got to yeah, like revisit a film that we haven't really yeah. talked much about in a long time. So you know it was a uh, it was a fun year for the non High Republic books as well. So just as yeah. kind of a general lobbying, you know, just think about the the underdog, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Take a second, think about that guy. Yeah, right. and <clears throat> oh, on on the heels of that, I I have to I have to plug a High Republic thing. Not not that, there you go. <laughs> Not that I disagree with Corey, that I, I 100% agree. I think there are a lot of really good non-High Republic things this year. But quote of the year in Easter egg, I got to give shout outs on because I feel like I spend so much time pouring through some of these books and pulling these things. Uh, the the Stellan's quote from The Fallen Star, this is what hope is, mm. I would get this tattooed on my body. I mean, it's, it is yeah. – that good and it's such the classic it just harkens back to like a new hope even you know in and of itself like to the very beginning it's such an everlasting message i really really love that that quote and then with easter egg man my fingers are crossed for some gendy love to win this series because y'all know how i feel about (laughs) that tartakovsky series yeah we have two count of two (laughs) references in brotherhood to things that happened in the tartakovsky micro series so Fingers crossed. So, piggybacking off the best Easter egg, I am lobbying for Mace Windu's Dantooine battle mentioned in Brotherhood because there's just been nothing but sprinklings of Mace Windu the entire year, and we're going to get it. He's going to rise up (laughs) from the lower levels of Coruscant where he's been for years. Didn't we say he runs a window shop? It's like Wendy's yeah. windows. Yeah, Wendy's windows. And you know what? They're all oh, reinforced man. windows, too. You can't fly through those. <laughs> Fool me once. <laughs> so look out for Mace Window making his Mace Window. <laughs> I thought that was, in, that was intentional. Oh. Mace Window making his resurrection in 2023. Solid. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> all right. I am going to do a little lobbying myself. Um, in moment of the year, I think there's one that's a clear favorite, the clear 101. They've been lobbying. They've been showing up to all the right parties. They've been shaking the right hands. We all know who they are. It's okay. We understand. I want to lobby a little bit for Yoda's entrance in Midnight Horizon. Yes. When I think mm. back to this year, there are, that is one of the moments where like, I remember where I was. When I read that, I was on the passage. second level of the parking garage at work. I know exactly. Yeah! What it is. <laughs> like, because I remember the whole initiative was like, "But where's Yoda? But where's Yoda? But where's Yoda?" And then what that is a single, like, literal. What is a sabbatical? Is he writing a book? <laughs> and then literally, the dust clears and Yoda shows up. Much love to that. 
And simultaneously, I also want to double my Midnight Horizon love um, with with quote of the year. Because, yeah, Charles, honestly, I will be in the shop with you. We'll get a two-for-one deal, get that same quote tattooed on us. Like, that is – it's incredible. Let's be clear. Um, but I love the quote from Midnight Horizon about Lula and Zine. Because the, the quotes about love can often just be so sappy and they can feel inauthentic. And I think this is just a love – this was the moment – they really kind of culminated a lot of stuff from High Republic Adventures and really brought them together, and I just like the way DJO wrote it. So uh, think about Midnight Horizon as you all are casting your ballots. But again, those ballots will be open by the end of this week. Um, we'll, of course, we'll tweet it out on all of our social channels, at Living Force, um, at Utini, all that good stuff. Um, I'm excited to see what people choose, and, and I think that's really where I am right now in all of these. I don't think there's a single thing in these nominees that does not belong there. And that's not always the case with, with award shows. You know, sometimes you got to fill time. Um, but I was really proud of our team for coming together and putting all these on there. And I'm really excited for to see what you as audience decide are worthy. And um, as of now, uh, because of holiday planning and things like that, the Utinis will probably be around the first week of January um, for us. So, so just stay tuned. We will keep you abreast. And we'll start saying it now. We said it last year. If you're an audio listener, we love you. You are the majority of our fan base, and that's great. If there's one show you ever watch on video or live, I highly recommend it's the Utinis. Because we do try to dress to the nines. We try to put on a show for you. Um, and we really want to celebrate these folks as we go into the new year. So with that, um, thank you all for tuning in to the official 2022 Utini nomination show. That is it. Get your ballots ready and start voting. But that'll do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. We'll see you next week for the Convergence Roundtable. Thank you so much to everyone that supports us on Patreon over at patreon.com slash utini. And a special thank you to Brian Dooley, Patrick Ortiz, Earl Q, Robert Thomas, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Ashley Ingalls, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can follow us on Twitter at LivingForcePod, at Eric Eilerson, at Corey M. Helton, at C. Henkel, and at Boss West. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey Charles and Wes for potting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for listening and watching and voting. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.